Futurized goes beneath the trends to track the underlying forces of disruption in technology, policy, business models, social dynamics, and the environment. I'm your host, Trunlarne Unheim, futurist, author, investor, and serial entrepreneur. Join me as I discuss the societal impact of deep tech, such as AI, blockchain, IoT, nanotech, quantum, robotics, and synthetic biology, and tackle topics such as entrepreneurship trends or the future of work. On the show, I interview smart people with a soul, founders, authors, executives, and other thought leaders, and even the occasional celebrity. Futurized is a bi-weekly show preparing you to think about how to deal with the next decade's disruption so you can succeed and thrive no matter what happens. Futurized, conversations that matter. In episode 147 of the podcast, the topic is Health Tech Reboot. Today, I have no guest. Instead, I'm talking about my new book, Health Tech Rebooting Societies, Software, Hardware, and Mindset. In this conversation, I answer the following questions, which typically are asked of authors. Tell me a little bit about yourself and your background, and how it's relevant to the topic of the book. Why did you write this book? How did you come up with a title for your book? What's your message? Who should read it? What are the people saying about your book so far? Will you read us an excerpt from the book? And can you take us through some key chapters? And how long on average does it take you to write a book? What was the most challenging aspect of writing this book? And how much research did you need to do for this book? If you're new to the show, seek particular topics or you're looking for a great way to tell your friends about the show, which we always appreciate, we've got the episode categories. Those are at futurized.org slash episodes. They are collections of your favorite episodes organized by topic, such as entrepreneurship, trends, emerging tech, or the future of work. That'll help listeners get a taste of everything we do here, starting with a topic they aren't familiar with or want to go deeper in. The host of this podcast, Trun Arne Unheim, is the author of Health Tech, Rebooting Society Software, Hardware and Mindset, published by Rutledge in 2021. Also, Future Tech, How to Capture Value from Disruptive Industry Trends, published by Colgan Page in 2021, and Pandemic Aftermath, how coronavirus changes global society and disruption games how to thrive on social uh, on serial failure from 2020 both published by atmosphere press leadership from below how the internet generation redefines the workplace by lulu press in 2008 for an overview go to trans books at trontontime.com books at this stage, Futurized is lucky enough to have several sponsors. To check them out, go to Sponsors uh, on the Futurized website. If you are interested in sponsoring the podcast or to get an overview of other services provided by the host of this podcast, including how to book him for keynote speeches, please go to Store on the Futurized website. We will consider all brands that have a demonstrably positive contribution to the future. Before you do anything else, make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter on futurized.org, where you can find hundreds of conversations that matter to the future. I hope you can also leave a positive review on iTunes or in your favorite podcast player. It really matters to the future of this podcast. Thanks so much. Let's begin. I'm a futurist, podcaster, speaker, and author. I'm the full-time lead ecosystem evangelist at Tulip. And on the side, I'm a venture partner at Hitachi Ventures and at Antler, 
a non-resident senior fellow at the Atlantic Council, and I'm the co-founder of Yegi, the Insight Network. I have experience from public health consulting, including projects on infectious disease like Ebola and HIV-AIDS. I was a senior lecturer in global economics and management at the MIT Sloan School of Management, and I've conducted foresight work at the Norwegian Board of Technology and at the EU. Former director at the MIT Startup Exchange, I was also the uh, director of standards strategy and policy at Oracle, and I was the national expert for e-government at the European Commission. I hold a PhD on the future of work and the role of artificial intelligence and cognition. I currently host two podcasts, Augmented, the Industry 4.0 podcast with conversations in industrial tech and futurized thoughts on our emerging future. I am currently based in Wellesley, Massachusetts in the United States. I wrote this book to make people realize that there is a time window where we need to act to make sure the advances in health technology um, are capitalized on before the existing institutions swallow up the potential for change and we are left with mediocrity again. I came up with the title for the book, Health Tech, Rebooting Society's Software, Hardware, and Mindset, after struggling with what metaphor to use for the fact that we're not just trying here to introduce technology. It's more than that. And it's also important to distinguish between software and hardware because in healthcare, as in so much of technology these days, um, you need to be aware of the complexities of introducing physical hardware, which is so much more difficult, especially when you're thinking about global healthcare, because devices that operate, you know, on the edge, but still have to be connected to a system, take so much more to um, roll out and to implement and update. Lastly, there is a mindset shift that's needed much more than it is a technology implementation that's lacking. What we need to do, all of us and each participant in the healthcare system, is to realize that things need to be done differently, quite differently. And there was even the question in my mind and in many people's mind whether the entire healthcare system as it exists and the many different systems that exist in different countries should not just be completely abolished and we should start over. I ended up in the book with a more positive view that a reboot was the right metaphor. A reboot not only takes care, uh, you know, in a computer sense of lingering problems, so you sort of get to start over and you can start your session over where a lot of the problems are sort of taken care of, but it is, of course, also the way you do it when you have installed new software, and in this case, have installed new mindsets and have changed very important parts of the system. And the point with the title of the book is that these reboots have to happen frequently, as one does with computers these days. It is not enough to make one change or tweak to the system. And there are continuous reboots necessary, and it's not just about the technology, we need to literally change our mindsets. Now, explaining all that obviously can't be done in the headline of a book, but that's the point. 
and health tech is just this beginning. Uh, and as with many things around technology, the proof of change does not stand and reside only in the technology. My message is that the sense of urgency uh, to get healthcare right using health tech needs to be there for all actors. I think traditionally, innovators will always say that there is urgency for change. But in this case, the important thing is that even though there are a lot of innovations available, if we don't implement them soon, if we don't implement them now, I'm afraid that the system's opportunity and openness to change will, um, will, will close and the window will close so that we are again left with a mediocrity in the healthcare system. Who should read my book? Well, I hope that this is a book not just for health professionals. It is, of course, a book for health professionals because the very notion of what being a health professional is, is changing rapidly. This is not just a book about physicians and the challenges they are facing with the influx of new technologies into their world. It is also not just a message to payers or to insurers. Um, it is certainly not just a message to hospitals. Um, it is also uh, not just a consumer book talking about how patients are in control or indeed just to founders. It is to all of you, all of you who are engaged in healthcare and a lot of you who are not engaged in healthcare, but who are actually part of the political and governance system that upholds the current state, which I believe is abominable and needs to change. What are people saying about my book so far? Well, here is some advanced praise. So here's what Bartalan Mesko, who is the director of the Medical Futurist Institute, and he's called uh, often uh, the medical futurist himself. He says, health tech, rebooting society's software, hardware, and mindset provides a historical context around the evolution of digital health technologies to better understand where we are heading next as it also helps us peek into the near future of medicine and healthcare, it asks the right questions so we can make our own assumptions about what we expect from technologies in our care. Here's what Dr. Joe Kvedar, the professor of dermatology at Harvard Medical School and himself an author, editor, advisor, and a telehealth evangelist says. Trond Enheim brings a well-needed fresh perspective to the challenge surrounding the integration of technology into healthcare delivery. This book should be required reading for anyone who is embarking on the slippery journey of technology innovation as applied to healthcare. And here's what Jeff Karp, the distinguished chair in clinical anesthesiology, uh, perioperative and pain medicine, at Brigham and Women's Hospital at Harvard Medical School, and also a principal faculty at the Harvard Stem Cell Institute and an affiliate at faculty at the Broad Institute and at the Harvard MIT Division of Health Sciences and Technology. He says, 
Simplicity is always an important goal to achieve innovation. Tron is a great synthesizer of insights and presents complex ideas clearly and concisely. One of the core ideas is that if we simplify the delivery of healthcare, we increase its overall impact. To do so requires rethinking who delivers care, what the technology looks like, and how we measure progress. Health tech captures the pivotal moment where health tech innovation can transform the world if we can completely align incentives with value creation. And here's how Thomas Clozell, the CEO and co-founder of Oaken, the AI-powered life science company, explains it. Health tech is a big part of the future of healthcare, and Trondon Unheim ranks among the foremost technologies technologists that will make it happen. As a citizen concerned about how pandemics will change our world, you should not wait a minute more to read health tech, rebooting societies, software, hardware, and mindset. And lastly, here's what Scott Burgess, the founder and CEO of Healthcare 360 Media and the eponymous podcast Healthcare 360, says it. Trondarne Undheim takes readers on a cutting-edge exploration to understand what individuals can do now to prepare for the upcoming paradigm shift in the future of healthcare. Health tech, rebooting society's software, hardware, and mindset, also paves the way for the future of employment and includes specific calls to action. This book is a buzzer beater for any entrepreneur looking to gain the insight and edge required to stay ahead. I thought I would read an excerpt from the book. Let me here read from the beginning of the introduction. Introduction, why health tech is beginning to transform public health. Global healthcare will change drastically in the next decade due to key technologies, social dynamics, and systemic shifts that are already in motion. However, shaping the future requires being aware of the opportunities and able to capitalize on them to one's family and the community's benefit. Health tech can be part of the solution, but tracking the right startups and influencers takes know-how. The grand challenges of our time demand that we coordinate better than ever before. Social movements can both accelerate and slow down change. Health systems across the world need a reboot with private partnerships and new governance paradigms that have global reach but local legitimacy. But exactly how can this be done, considering the collective action problem and the complexity involved? Thomas Jefferson writes, No society can make a perpetual constitution or even a perpetual law. The earth belongs always to the living generation. Jefferson believed that a country's constitution should be rewritten or at least fundamentally re-examined and adjusted every 19 years. A constitution has a sort of planned obsolescence. This is analogous to how we might better approach health tech. It needs to be reconsidered holistically. In fact, a health tech reboot might be needed more often than that. This book will explore how and why such an overhaul might benefit health systems.
Let me continue reading from the introduction from page 14. Scenarios for the future of health tech. The specific scenarios I see for health tech all involve acceleration, but the degree of transformation will depend on many factors beyond the innovator's control. In the medium range of five to seven years, COVID is likely to accelerate health tech innovation, specifically startups that innovate in areas adjacent to pandemic-impacted fields, be they healthcare, manufacturing, travel, or remote work. In the long term of 10 to 25 years, the impact on health tech innovation is less clear. What seems certain is that the concept of telemedicine will go mainstream. Similarly, the notion of personalized medicine will rapidly gain ground as individualized therapies will multiply in numbers, decrease in cost, and um, will be sought after. Behavioral apps and technologies to monitor diseases will benefit from a growing number of inexpensive sensors that will become pervasive throughout society and in the home and on our bodies, both wearables and implantables. In conclusion of the introduction, historically, the largest global public health efforts have been applied to hygiene, initially fueled by colonialism and to infectious diseases from cholera to coronavirus, fueled by the pharma industry. Over the past few decades, there has been um, an increasing focus on poverty alleviation, fueled by advances in the scientific understanding of nutrition and a burgeoning supplements industry eager to get in on the game. Given the experimental approaches we are now seeing in public health education, the beginning focus on innovation within government healthcare, and emerging insights on scaling bottom-up local and social innovation, we are likely to see a novel set of issues, approaches, and solutions emerge. Without a doubt, the current models for innovation are not exclusive, no, not inclusive enough, and the systems not flexible enough to make use even of the greatest ideas and concepts, unless they get help from established players in the healthcare system. This starter help is likely a panacea, because we all know that the system itself is part of the problem. However, in my assessment, looking at health tech progress over centuries, attempting to bypass the system will only work in liminal cases. And while the breakthroughs might initially seem exciting, they are unlikely to be sustainable over time as there will be system backlash. That's why I believe in a reboot not trying to cancel the system out, but instead resetting and recentering the system as new features are implemented to ensure the features are fully integrated. Finally, let me read from the conclusion on page 188. Health tech can be part of a solution to the world's ills especially if we bake in full digitalization of global health platforms, true interoperability, and enable a wide array of global health apps run by a wide variety of companies and nonprofits, large and small, which gives the option of a periodic reboot as a feature, not as a bug. The emerging system also has to be inclusive, since leaving people out is both ethic ethically and economically unwise. 
Exactly what role natural wellness can play in this emerging system depends on how the therapies play out. For sure, regulatory agencies need to take alternative therapies and integrated medicine upon themselves. Left unregulated, they are not part of the systemic reboot. We need to consider how SciTech can play a role in validating both traditional and emerging therapies and extending the benefits to the edge of the global health system, where only low-cost solutions can scale. Regenerative diets, brain health, the healing power of touch, let's prove it in the next decade or leave it behind. Our future is going to require a heightened moral imagination but we cannot keep tolerating not knowing for certain. The world needs new software, hardware, and mindsets installed on a regular basis, not by decree, but by constantly evolving our governance in response to systemic changes. Governance, in this sense, is the sum total of all discussions had, democratic or not, that impact the way the world runs. Think about it. You might have a governance discussion at your workplace tomorrow, and the result might be lasting change. It remains true that even flexible health tech will not be the only salient ingredient in becoming a healthier society. If you are left with only one message from this book, here's my version of it. It is only in deeply considering the limits of technology that we can fully embrace its true opportunities. Each chapter in my health tech book explores a thorny issue and suggests a way forward. In chapter one, I write about the history of global public health innovation and why it now has arguably stagnated and what to do about it. I account for how public health as an approach has evolved through the colonial period, um, through the post-war era, and the civilizing tendencies of the approach uh, and into the stagnation that we have experienced over the last 100 and certainly the last 50 years. In chapter two, I explore digital health tech, specifically telemedicine and AI, wearables, social media, and digital therapeutics. These are path-breaking changes brought about usually by startup companies, but how can they be brought to bear on the system and have systemic change that's lasting. In chapter three, I explore the innovation actors of the next decade, discussing how industry turnarounds, because yes, some established companies, large companies are turning themselves around and are making the necessary changes to become important cha chapters and important players in the future healthcare system but also other startups, the groundswell and some total of many, many thousands of startups and the role of patients um, who are rapidly together, the three of them becoming more important as a group than physicians. How is that playing out just in this decade alone? Next chapter, I discuss how the overall disruptive forces that are impacting healthcare such as technology, regulations, new business models that come with startups or established players, and the social dynam dynamics and the environmental uh, dynamics and more are impacting the system and how to master and understand 
what will happen around those forces. Then I explore some of the grand health challenges, and there's a lot of disagreement about what the, the grandest challenges might be, and I'm quite skeptical, actually, about the ability to agree on what some of these core grand challenges are. Nevertheless, I described three um, re related to pandemics, to aging, and to preventive healthcare, and I then move on to the topic of global interoperability, explore further the science and technology around vaccines and the counterculture of the anti-vaxxers, um, and how, in fact, each perspective can become somewhat of a cult. I have a full chapter on well tech and the opportunities and the pitfalls of the natural wellness approach, which assumes that the body is itself the best defense for all ills. And lastly, I discuss the system reboot in health governance specifically, and how each of us as actors in this evolving system can contribute. If we look in detail at chapter two on digital health tech, it's clear that at least these four technology platforms will have an outsized impact in the next three to five years. They are AI, wearables, social media, and digital therapeutics. But what is the common denominator in each of these? Well, each of them is highly software enabled. Each is tied to a set of business models and each is exemplified by a few highly visible low-code or no-code interfaces, such as Alexa in the case of AI, Fitbit in the case of wearables, Facebook in the case of social media, and Pair in the case of digital therapeutics. Moreover, they each have the potential to increasingly interact in life-changing ways. Because at the end of the day, the question is not so much which technologies are inherently the most advanced, but which combination of technology, products, and solutions, and even business models that can solve common problems if they, and you know, in a local settings, perhaps even for each individual, um, are connected uh, between health practitioners, intermediaries, and patients. I'm often asked how, asked how long it takes me to write a book, and the answer used to be uh, that it took a year. Recently, I've taken on an accelerated schedule, so I now usually count more like three to four months for writing a book. It is still a very sizable endeavor, but I have sped up the process, and I'm now able to produce a book in, in uh, three to four months. The most challenging aspect in writing this particular book on health tech was the fact that there really aren't that many books written about this subject that go beyond just discussing kind of startups or discussing consumer trends, or indeed are very tied to the existing institutions or, or are textbooks more about global health. So it's kind of a novel territory to bring together all aspects of health, and it's quite challenging. And there seems to be a lack of available 
data that covers that breadth. So in many uh, of the chapters, there simply was no textbook or um, article that kind of defined that particular field. My book will be out on Wednesday, the 10th of November, 2021. And people can find the book on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble in the U.S., and it is for sale in most online bookstores worldwide and can also be purchased directly from your local bookstore. You have just listened to episode 147 of the Futurized Podcast with host Trunarne Unheim, futurist and author. If you are interested in trans products or services, feel free to check out futurist, uh, futurized.org slash store, where you can book a keynote speech, become a sponsor or partner, request a podcast swap, or buy a few of trans books, such as health tech, future tech, pandemic aftermath, disruption games, or leadership from below. If you are interested in all of Tron's projects, check out his website, trondenheim.com, which has links to his other podcasts as well as his public appearances. The topic today was Health Tech Reboot. In this conversation, I answer the most common questions typically asked of authors, and I uh, talk about my most recent book, Health Tech Rebooting Society's Software, Hardware, and Mindset. My takeaway is that there really is no time to lose in terms of changing our healthcare systems around the world. And even as advanced as health tech has become, the potential to transform systems will take much more than emerging technology. Can we get it done? I hope so. And in my book, I provide some tools to make it happen. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show, subscribe at futurize.org or in your preferred podcast player and rate us with five stars. If you like this topic, you may enjoy other episodes of Futurized, such as episode 120 on regenerative medicine, episode 100 on the future of medicine is invisible, or episode 17, pandemic aftermath introduction. Hopefully you'll find something awesome in these or other episodes. If so, do let us know by messaging us. We would love to share your thoughts with other listeners. Futurized is created in association with Yegi, the Insight Network. Yegi lets clients create multidisciplinary teams, dream teams, consisting of a subject matter expert, academic, consultant, data scientist, and generalist as team leaders. Yegi's services include speeches, briefings, seminars, reports, and ongoing monitoring. You can find Yegi at yegi.org. The Futurized team consists of podcast host and sound technician Trond Anna Unheim, videographer Raoul Edward D. Trevithian, and podcast marketer Nahin Israfil Hossein. Please share this show with those you care about. To find us on social media is easy. We are Futurized on LinkedIn and YouTube and Futurized 2 on Instagram and Twitter. See you next time. Futurized. Conversations that matter.